You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode four of PlayStation Unchained. Uh, it's good to be back again. Uh, last episode, you recall, we had the um, Team America taking over the microphone with Carl. So um, it's a return to the UK Cybis this time. And um, with me, as ever, is Mr. Enthusiasm himself, and who may or may not be Jim Sterling or Weekends. It's Ben Shillabill Hall. Say hi, Ben. Uh, hello, guys. It's good to be back. It's been far too long. It has. It's been approximately one month, I believe, since the last podcast. And we are actually, um, before I get, I don't want to get too sidetracked, but we are actually contemplating um, doing a weekly podcast, guys. So um, we'll see what happens with that, but that would be pretty cool. Anyway, Plus, it would be nice not to be chained up all the time in the basement. <laughs> yeah, chained up in the, oh, oh, you're referring to my little, little tidbit in the um, post, aren't you? About yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I have to think that for a minute. <laughs> anyway, joining Ben, of course, we have um, Paul Kelly. Hello. How's it going, mate? I'm good, thanks. Good, good to have you back, man. This is your second podcast, is it? Yep. Cool. And, guys, I am pleased to say that joining Ben, Paul, and myself, we have a newcomer to PlayStation Unchained. It's Mr. Richard Archer. Richard, how's it going? I'm absolutely fine. And tickety-boo, sir. Tickety-boo. That's what we like to hear. And Richard actually has quite an interesting, not really a story, but a tidbit to share with us. He's actually um, Stephen Williams' next-door neighbour, aren't you? (laughs) Uh, that is correct. Um, he does live next door to me. I've known him for, I don't know, eight years, but only just recently started working for PlayStation Universe by accident when he put a, a, a sort of request out on Facebook. And you can see him and my daughter regularly playing together because they go to the same school. <laughs> and uh, also, uh, Steve and Shantae are my daughter's godparents. So there you go. There's a few facts for you. Oh, that, that's awesome. And he, what's he, also, oh, on, <laughs> he is also... He is also our... Uh, um, wizard editor that fixes the podcast for listening. Oh, of course, I, I feel bad for not even mentioning that. To be honest, in this intro, yes, of course, the podcast doesn't the podcast just doesn't magically appear on the site once we finish recording. Richard actually takes the time to edit it every weekend when it's after we record. So, kudos to that, Richard. We really appreciate that, mate. You do a great job. No problem. And this week, I'll be editing in all the funny lines for myself. Naturally, <laughs> <laughs> editing. <laughs> Okay, guys, well, it's been quite a big week, um, which is the reason why we're not going to be going into news straight away, at least. Um, first of all, we've had, um, just um, today, actually, this is Thursday, the 15th of August, but you'll be hearing us a few days after, we've had the reveal of Grand Theft Auto Online. Now, this isn't actually a, it's not actually Grand Theft Auto Five Online. It is literally almost like its own separate experience, rather like Metal Gear Solid Online. It wasn't like Metal Gear Solid 4. It's just a completely different experience with its own, well, well, I'm gonna, we're going to share exactly what it has. Um, guys, what do you think of it? First impressions, really, because there's quite a lot to cover with this. I, I, I thought it was a more amazing than I could ever dream. I looked yeah. at it and thought, that's better than I could dream. It's yes. amazing. It, yeah, it's, um, I was taken aback. Um, uh, just in case um, some of you don't know, basically, it's um, obviously, it's Grand Theft Auto, so you'll be driving around killing people and stuff in all sorts of different vehicles, but... The custom level of customization on there is it's huge. I mean, you're going to be you're not only going to be obviously you've got your car customization, all the standard stuff, the rudimentary things, but they're allowing you now to actually craft your own death matches and races as well. Now that I have to admit, I freely admit, guys, I'm not much of a multiplayer gamer, 
and I don't play many games online at all, but this even piqued my curiosity. So what do you reckon of that, guys? Richard and uh, Paul, what do you think of the um, chance to make your own death matches and races? Does that appeal to you? Paul, the idea sounds great. I mean, you know, obviously looking at what the idea is, it's always why I imagined, mm-hmm. you know, when playing like Vice City and San Andreas, mm-hmm. I always thought what multiplayer would be is just you going around the city with your friends doing whatever you wanted, yeah. being able to yeah. create your own missions and things like that. And yeah. we'll see whether the reality can match sort of the dream. Yes. Yeah, it's so, um, yeah, it's, it's ambitious. I think that's yeah. one word I'm going to describe. Yeah. It is ambitious, but... Very ambitious. Um, yeah, but I do... Um, with Rockstar, I don't know. I, I have a feeling that you could argue that out of any company out there, no matter how many times Rockstar have you know, built something up, they do tend to deliver. So I am quite optimistic about this. But at the same time, I'm trying not to get too excited. <laughs> but, the only um, limit is by yeah. the PS3 and yeah. 360. That's <laughs> exactly. another big question. Yeah, yeah, very true. That's what we're going to talk about later as well. Something I'm going to bring up. And the next topic. <laughs> oh, fucking. And Richard, do you see yourself cruising around killing fools left, right, and centre? I just think <laughs> I've got to now. Now I've seen that trailer, um, I'm thinking certainly when I get into work tomorrow, I'm going to check the leave chart and I'm going to book off the day that it comes out if possible or phone in sick and just play it because um, I, I was wanted to play it, but I wasn't so keen as to fact rush out and buy it on the day of release. Yes. But now I've seen that and what it, what it entails and everything that you can do and the fantastic looking graphics and it just blew me away totally. I mean, we were watching the trailer while trying to watch it live earlier. <laughs> trying, yeah, being the operative word, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, um, when it finished, we were just like, whoa. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. words, words fail, mate. Yeah, it's. It, um, I'm just trying to call because my brain's still actually digesting everything. It, am I right in saying that there's um, the apartments come into it and things like that yeah. in terms of customization? Yeah. yeah. You could even, the stock markets even come into it eventually as well, where. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, yeah. But. They gave you a little cheat on how you can cheat the stock market by buying stocks in one certain car manufacturer, uh-huh. then blow up uh, those cars, and then those car manufacturers will have to rebuild, sell those cars again, so therefore its stocks will go up. Sneaky. Yes. Very, very sneaky. I like it, Mutley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a bit of there. I <laughs> don't know why the hell I said that. <laughs> yeah, um, also, um, more interesting, this, um, it's not just like, they're not just like, I hate using this phrase, but blowing their load straight away. They're going to actually be rolling stuff out slowly down the step. They're going to be adding more things to it, and it sounds like this is going to be here for a long time, and they're going to be adding a lot of content over the next, well, I presume, few years. So this is a huge undertaking, from what I understand, which is quite exciting, actually. I'm not sure if I'm going to get it straight away, though. I'm probably going to wait a couple of weeks until it actually launches. Because it only well, la- it launches October first, so yes, you beat me oh, wow. to it then. Yes, you are, you will actually have to wait technically to play it if you get GTA Five on launch day, um, because it's not coming out until the first of October. Uh, GTA Five, I believe, is oh, September seventeenth. Is that right? Yes, yeah. that is correct. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but obviously that's only a couple of weeks, and um, it's going to be free as well. And uh, uh, there was also a, a news tidbit that came out not long after from an interview with uh, I think it was CBG. They said. T- um, it could. Um, it is possible that they could actually render the entire world or something online or something to that effect. Did anyone actually read that? I think it. W- they were talking about they could, but there might be memory issues, which yeah, would. I would be surprised. There yeah. we go. Yeah, GTA Five multiplayer. Rockstar could simulate the entire world, and that is a quote. Yes, it's. Um, actually, I'll read the quote now, guys, if you want to hear. Uh, 
Well, one thing we toyed with, and we talked about this before, so it isn't a spoiler, is the ambition to grow this world until it's the world. We're just going to add on new things to it, new places all the time. We set this up so there are no limitations. The only limitation is the size of a disk, as Ben said, and how much memory we've got. We could, if you wanted, simulate the entire world, different countries, whatever. Whether we do that or not, but we've got a bunch of old stuff that we're toying with using, which hopefully means they may add Vice City or uh, Vice City or Liberty, Liberty City and stuff like that, because that would be I'd awesome. San Andreas. I could add San Fierro on Las Venturas. Oh, yeah, of course. That'd I'm, be not, amazing. I'm not too well versed in um, San Andreas. I haven't played it, but um, it, it's. <sighs> she download it. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know. I'm, I'm playing catch up, man. I played Liberty. Uh, I'm playing through Liberty City stories. I've completed Vice City stories. I'm going through Vice City now, and I've got GTA 4 on my shelf. So I've got a lot of games. Get San Andreas. Just get San Andreas. Okay, okay, I will. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, uh, so, yeah, uh, that quote was from Rockstar North President Leslie Benzies. So, um, yeah, guys, this is sounding very, very exciting. Um, does anyone have anything else to add on GTA 5 at all online? Anything at all? Speculation, anything? PS4 version. I PS4 version. Yes, I would be very... They hinted at it. They have yeah. hinted at it. I would be very surprised if it didn't happen. I mean, uh, we're not going to see a new Grand Theft Auto game after this for a while, are we? I mean, what, there was five years between four and five. So yeah. I'd imagine it would be roughly the same again. Yeah, plus they'll want people double dip. You know, people who bought the PS3 version to think they'll try and get them by the PS4 version. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is actually interesting in terms of release schedule. Um, on the PS2... I think they came out actually quite quickly. I mean, you had GTA 3 in 2001, the next year you had Vice City, and then two years later was um, San Andreas. Yeah. So that was um, quite um, quite a contrast to this generation where they're having a longer gap. But obviously, look at the size of the games and the undertaking, so it's not a surprise. I can, I can see them selling additional expansion packs over oh, yeah. time for yeah. online. DLC yeah. is definitely going to be... Oh, yeah. No, man, like that might sell like... Um, Forbes site if they said they can in, in, do the whole world I can see maybe being like um, San, yeah, yeah, all of the other cities from GTA being added as oh, expansion packs GTA 4 they could yeah. add that because yeah. they've already built it yeah. like this though guys eh? okay our next update is GTA London <laughs> oh, that, I'd, I'd, oh, I'd buy that, that I haven't played it Richard have you played it at all you I, pl- quite- I, I played it on the PC I think it was years and years and yeah. years ago yeah, um, it's a great game well ahead of its time yeah and would you like to see that um, would you like to see London replicated again in um, online GTA 5 online as long as it's not full of Dick Van Dyke clones dancing around, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I'm certainly not paying anything for for GTA France either. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. <Ooh. laughs> okay. Sorry, that was terrible. Um, yeah, that's um, G- uh, Grand Theft Auto Online, guys, and I'm sure that will please uh, the one complaint we had last episode that we didn't talk at all about Grand Theft Auto Five. So we just had a whole segment on it there. So I hope you're pleased, whoever you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's, okay, we have um, sacrificed time for your pleasure. Exactly. <laughs> um, guys, uh, is there anything else you want to add at all before we move on to our next topic? No. Cool. No. Okay. Okay. Our next topic is, of course, another major reveal. Funnily enough, another multiplayer, which is um, Call of Duty Ghosts uh, multiplayer component. Now, I freely admit that I'm, as I said, I'm not a multiplayer game, and I'm certainly not a Call of Duty multiplayer. But I understand that, um, Paul, you have something to say on this. So, if you want to get started on that, mate, just go yep. for it. Well, the first thing I noticed was, like, 
they were talking about oh next gen this next gen that you know talk about you know being able to have tessellation on the graphics and then they said all the features oh yeah the current gen's got all these new features like the new audio engine and this destruction because you can actually tell the destruction itself's half assed because like but from the part of the map, oh this part of the map can be blown up and like you know seeing someone behind the wall where you can blow up the wall but then another part of the map someone's going to be stood against behind another wall and they can't be blown up so yeah. it's clearly <laughs> obvious that the current gen consoles are holding back the next gen consoles and the fact that that they proudly present announced that the fact that the um, current gen version is the same as the next gen version mm-hmm. saying oh it's a good thing that they're identical no it's not surely you, <laughs> no. surely you want the next gen version to be vastly superior you want to show off what you can do with the new consoles and sell the new console version Exactly. So like, yeah. Yeah, like um, Battlefield Four. You know, that's not the same game on yeah. PS3 and PS4, Assassin's is it? Assassin's Creed Four. That's um, it's yeah. quite uh, quite more yeah. more impressive on PS4. Yeah, Watch then, Dogs. Sorry. Watch Dogs. Oh yeah, Watch, Watch Dogs. Yeah. yeah, again, yeah. See, seeing like you know, a definite step up, and from Call of Duty, of course, you're just not seeing it at all. Another thing as well, of course, the controversy is the inclusion of female soldiers. Let's just say the Call of Duty community isn't the most mature of communities, is it? Let's oh, be honest. No. You know, on. Like, I am the shock. Like, the so-called professional games. Have you seen that video of them? I've seen. Trash. I haven't seen the one you're talking about. I have seen a one, and yeah. no offense, but it was just absolutely yeah. appalling. I've and got no word for it. We see it like, and then the article we put up, you know, about the kitchen jokes. It's just so not funny. It's like grow up. And you know that anyone who plays as a female soldier, regardless of the gender of the actual player, are going to get harassed to death of it. They're gonna get ridiculed, joke and whatever, and it's Feedback, just yeah. yeah, it's just so so sad, and that's why I'm kind of not really gonna get that game. I'm really, ugh, you I know, just hate, I just hate that community. Oh, hate. Paul, you know what? I'm you. Are, I I believe the um saying is preaching to the choir, and I think the rest of yeah. us agree as well. From the chimes from Richard and Ben, now, I right. I yeah. could go off on tangent about Call of Duty and everything. And I, I'm not one to like. I'm not painting everyone with the same brush or whatever the hell. That's saying this, but there is. I know you're not either, but there is. Just from my experience, yeah. it's just it, it, it encompasses everything I despise about modern online gaming. Yeah, it really exactly. does. I couldn't say. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad you agreed because I, I was beginning to wonder. I was in, if I was. If I'm insane because no one else seems to agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> we totally agree with you, Mike. And yeah. Yeah. Steve, Steve wrote a great article that went up on the site in the, in the yeah. last 24 hours about yes, yes. girl gamers and the, the problems that they have. It was an excellent article, mm. and um, I just, I just wonder when did it go astray? The online sort of community like that. Um, That's a bloody good question. I wish I had the answer to that. I, I think if you're sorry, I don't mean to um, butt in there. It's if I was going to hazard a guess, I'd say things in terms of with Call of Duty at least. I reckon it was with Modern Warfare One. That's when mm, things really yeah, took off. Yeah. That was, was the best one. By yeah. Distance, but yeah, but it's the most popular as well. well is, the thing is, it's mainly an Xbox Live because you know each console comes with a headset, and I'm worried that with the PS4, every console is coming with a headset. You're gonna see it yeah. more prevalent on PSN than it currently is. Yeah, it, it's funny you say that because it's interesting when you're talking about Call of Duty. It does seem to be an Xbox Live associated franchise, doesn't it? When you think about online, you never seem to hear people yeah. talking about. I mean, even in the news reports, it's made it into the mainstream news reports sometimes from like the No Russia Eleven and all that. People are always all the all the footage or anything. It's always about Xbox Live. It's never about PSN. 
So it seems to be much yeah, more associated. It's considering it sells a lot of copies on PS3. The PS3 version does sell a lot. It does, yeah. I'm sure it does, yeah. And it's weird how it's always been... Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's because... Marketing deal. Yeah, yeah. Marketing and maybe... The time exclusive DLC, which I yeah, hate. I hate time exclusive oh, DLC deals. It just yeah. benefit no one. No, yeah, it's that's, that's still another running? thing altogether. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. just another thing altogether, I guess. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> as, you can, as you can hear on PSU list... Uh, uh, podcast fans, we we have a lot to talk about on Call of Duty that would probably run way beyond what we're allowed to do. But um, okay, back, let's uh, try and get back into the multiplayer. What fundamentally, Paul? I mean, you you seem to know a lot about it. What what's changed from the other games? What have they incorporated apart from the females and everything? I mean, uh, it's the um the bone the perks still the same? Uh, have they changed well, things around? Change, there? change the system in that? No, like. You get points, you get, um, I think it's eight points. And what it does, each perk is rep worth a certain number of points. So you can uh-huh. have like, eight perks worth one point, or you can have one like, one perk worth five points. And like some other perks, you know, make up eight points. But I think if you um, don't have a secondary weapon, you get 11 points for perks, which doesn't make sense, if I'm honest. All right. The thing I, I don't get is like, I think they're still doing it. So the attachments unlocking sort of the linear order, you know, you start off with the suppressor, red dot side. And I don't get that because in Call of Duty, the attachments are personal preference. Like, for example, I tend to use a suppressor or a red dot side. I don't use the later one. So it's advantageous to me to use the guns. But for someone who uses the later stuff, like, I don't know, extended mags or fast mags or the heartbeat sensor, God forbid, they have to wait longer. They're screwed. Yeah, they have to wait. Yeah. Yeah, I've always thought a better idea would to be like, like the point system that they've done for perks is an interesting idea. I think they should extend that to everything. Like you have a certain set of number of points and everything is worth a certain number of points. Yeah. So you build your lord out with the points and I think that would be a better idea. It includes everything. So everything is essentially unlocked from the beginning, but mm-hmm. you sort of sort of build your class through that. And I know they've changed prestige as well. Instead of having 10 prestiges, you have 10 soldiers and you can prestige that soldier once. So, right. like, customize the cosmetics as well. They said, I'm pretty sure they said that the um, changing look of your soldier doesn't, nece- doesn't necessarily just cosmetic. It can also affect, but they never went into that, so I don't know. Well, that's, that's, that sounds pretty interesting. I mean, like I said, I don't play all of that, but I, I will say one thing, though. The, uh, the multiplayer is very, on Call of Duty is really comprehensive, and it does sound... If you're into that kind of thing, I can totally see how it would be so addictive, you know, just levelling leveling up your character and get unlocking all these things up. That, yeah. that does seem really... I can see the appeal, I can. I can definitely see the appeal. It is, it is a bit excessive. I, th- I mean, yeah. I think it's too much focus on the killstreaks, like... Yeah, yeah. They've said, like, um, no, like, there's more ground-based ones opposed to aerial ones, but I prefer Call of Duty 4. I said it's the best one. It, it's, sometimes less is more, I think. Yeah, maybe, no, I, I agree with fashion. that. It's, yeah, I agree. I, I mean, uh, I, I played. Um, I mean, I have played. I played Modern Warfare 2's multiplayer with my friend. It was just a split screen thing, but I think the concept is the same. And you know, you had the, the kill. You had all the the upgrades and the, you know, the points and everything. And it was it was interesting experience. But I just felt at a complete disadvantage because he was not only better than me, but the things he was getting. I mean, he was like he was bombing me with like artillery and everything. And it was yeah, just like oh. The- it's the richer it gets richer, poorer it gets poorer effect and it Yeah. Yeah, I think surely surely they should try and make it reverse. Surely if one team's massively beating the other team, surely they should try and make it equal. Surely exactly, the losing yeah. team should get all that stuff. Yeah, Maybe. exactly. I I I mean I I like I said, I'm so behind in terms of what they've done in Call of Duty with this sort of thing. It's like you know, it's just like it goes over my head. But I reckon if I if I went back and started and saw how it 
progressed, I'd probably get a better understanding. But anyway, that um, that was really interesting, Paul. Thanks for that. Sort of a Call of Duty 101 there. <laughs> um, but, uh, Richard and Ben, I understand you guys don't have much to say on this topic um, in terms of the actual game. Have you got anything to add? No, to I, I, I love first-person shooters, don't get me wrong. Mm. And I think there's some great ones out there. Yeah, but... me too. I just, I'm yeah. no good playing against other people who've practiced yeah, better yeah. and longer than me. I totally respect their skill, but at the same time, I don't spend want to spend half an hour logging on, running around, getting headshots, respawning, <laughs> getting headshot. Um, yeah, I've got better things experience. to do, um, but I totally appreciate why people play them and, and get so addicted yeah. to them. I, I'm probably. Um... Even I should probably clarify that um, I actually like Call of Duty single player campaign, which I understand seems to be quite a rarity these days. I've actually got again, I humbly I'm simple. I've actually got every single Call of Duty game apart from Black Ops Two, and I have really enjoyed them. I, I, I do I enjoy the campaigns for what they are. So I just wanted to clarify that in case anyone thought I was a Call of Duty hater. I'm not. I actually really enjoyed the games, but the games themselves. I mean, they're nothing special, but they're like they're like a popcorn action blockbuster summer blockbuster you know you know there's what you're going to get and they were fun yeah. yeah there's one FPS we haven't mentioned yet and that's Killzone because Shadowfall's getting its multiple player reveal at Gamescom I'm oh Killzone that. it's yeah. funny you mentioned Killzone because I'm going to be reviewing Killzone Mercenary yeah you've got the board haven't you yeah. yes I have so that's another story hush hush <laughs> yes so like, yeah, yeah so yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Shadowfall's multiplayer because the Killzone 2 multiplayer lead has gone back to Gorilla Killzone 2 multiplayer was fantastic I understand, yeah. I'm not sure if I can talk about the Mercenaries multiplayer. Uh, If you don't think you can, can, then uh, don't. don't, Just just so that we don't want you getting in trouble. I'm I'm not in the bait, I wish I was there. (laughs) I've been in it for a while. But no, I don't don't know if I can talk about it or not. Okay, let's play it safe and not talk about it. Yeah, I won't. Just in case. (laughs) Chili suddenly gets gagged (laughs) and removed from the podcast. Oh, dear. Okay, so that's our multiplayer reveals, guys. Um, exciting times, I think, for anyone who's a fan of those games. And if you're not, it's still, I mean, like I said, Grand, I'm not an online game already, but Grand Theft Auto has definitely been my curiosity. Mm-hmm. And I just can't wait for... Um, uh, when, uh, just so we, uh, when is Ghosts out, guys? Call of Duty Ghosts, is that November? 5th of November. November, November sure. the 5th of November. <laughs> yeah, it's not, guys, yeah, it's not <laughs> nothing to do with Bonfire Night, it's Call of Duty now. <laughs> Need Zork. I might buy it then if it had Zork 2 in it. <laughs> Oh yeah, Black Ops One had that, didn't it? Yeah, it's the only reason why I bought Black Ops. The only reason why I bought Black Ops One. No, I'm I not joking. Don't tip it out the fifth of November because it'll be bloody quiet. <laughs> Good point. No fireworks. No kids going penny for the guy. <laughs> Shouting homophobic racist abuse on Xbox Live. As long as I can't hear them, I'm happy. <laughs> Okay, guys, um, I think we're done with that now. Let's just move on to some choice news stories. We're going to tone down the news for today because we've had a few extra things to talk about, or we will do later on as well, a few things. Um, uh, one thing that Ben actually wants to bring up, um, but we'll save it for later. Okay, guys, starting with a nice juicy news story. This was posted on Monday. Um, it's Michael Pactor again. And it's, yes, yeah, Pactor. Not, I, I don't know about you guys, but I always thought it was Patcher. I yeah, I always thought so, it was Patcher. Yeah, yeah I, for so many years, I wrote it as Patcher. And then I, and I realised it was Pactor. And I was like, oh my God, you tit. But anyway, once again, he's um, unleashing a pack attack on the PlayStation Vita. See what I did with that? Wasn't that clever? Because <laughs> that's the name of his show. Okay, okay, I, I'll stop now. <laughs> with the, the securities analyst and game and industry Nostradamus, this, Steve, this is Stephen Williams, of course. Michael Patcher has delivered a damning verdict on the future of PlayStation Vita. 
Speaking on his show, Pack Attack, where he regularly delivers headline-grabbing insights, I think we can all agree with that, because there's been a lot of them, <laughs> he's predicted that Vita is already dead, despite the fact it was only released in 2012. Uh, I quote, I think if they made the PS Vita in different colours, it wouldn't sell more. The only thing that's going to sell more Vitas is compelling software. God, I shudder to tell you how many units of Vita were sold this month, but the answer is not very many. The Vita is dead, it's over. It's, really a, gr- it's a really great device that nobody thinks they need, so no one's buying it. It's a, it is really slick. If you get one, you will like it. Um, well, I have one, and I do like it, so he's right about that. But, guys, we've heard of this many, many times about Vita. It, um, it's, it's on its last legs, with vinyl now in the coffin. Um, there's not really much, I don't really have much to say to this. I, I will say, I think this year, specifically Gamescom, if I don't pull some massive games out of the bag, I think it will be in a lot of trouble after this year. But um, I really don't want to speculate too much, because it's been done to their firm. Thoughts, brief thoughts, guys. On we have a talking dog simulator coming out next year. What more oh, do you want? You beat oh. me to it. <laughs> well, it's saved. <laughs> it's saved. And plus, tip for everyone who reads anything he does, I always look at the opposite of what Patcha says. So yeah, if he says it's dead, <laughs> that means it's alive. <laughs> well, my beta works, so it's very much alive. Um, but yep. yeah. Okay, let's, just some quick five minutes. Paul, do you have a beta? Yes. Do you like it? Yes. Do you think it will be dead next year? If Sony don't bring out any big games, yes. Okay. Sadly. Just, just as I said, Richard, do you have a Vita? No. Would you like to get one? No. Do you think it's okay? I don't know the answer to this question. Probably, but do you think it will be dead next year? I think they will have a last-ditch attempt within the next 12 months, especially with the launch of PS4, to rebrand it, re-image it, perhaps. As I think I've read somewhere they might even sell it with PS4. Yeah, there's rumours that it'll be a $500 package with the PS4 and the Vita. Yep. They Richard, won't. that was a textbook, textbook answer. That was extremely well said. I, I find it hard to disagree with that at all, to be honest. Brilliant. Um, ben, finally, do you have a Vita? Yes. Do you like it? Yes. Uh, and the last question, obviously, what do you think? I'm not sure at this current time. I would love to say no. I think you all would, yeah. But I would have to say yes. I think it yes. might be dead it's... by the end of 2014. Yeah, I think the realist in, uh, in all of us would probably tend to agree with that. Um, anyway, let's not dwell too much on the beta. I mean, I just wish, you know, it's not rocket science. GTA, Gran Turismo, Metal Gear, come on, guys, you know. Just a, a dedicated Vita entry in any of those franchises. And even then, you know, they still need to... Oh, like, it probably needs all of them, and even then, I'm not being... Yeah, I, again, yeah. <laughs> the only oh. reason why I'm keeping my Vita, really, and the reason why I love my Vita so much, is because of the compatibility with the PS4. I am Just excited that, yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah. I've actually... Um, I, I, play, I play my Vita a lot because of the um, PS... One games and PSP games I can get. I love it. I have to, even if it was just for that, I adore my Vita, but that's another story altogether. Um, okay, guys, um, funny we were talking about um, Call of Duty because um, this just has to be said because it's just so... <laughs> uh, Activision has revealed some eyeball-popping stats on Call of Duty. Uh, for starters, the publishing powerhouse revealed that 100 million gamers have played the series since the paradigm-shifting Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare back in 2007. Uh, I should mention, guys, that this doesn't actually specify whether they're talking about unique uh, users or whether it's um, people who buy the game every year. I suspect the latter, because I don't think they'd have 100 million unique users. Um, but this, uh, there's some pretty big figures to come. Uh, 
This actually represents a total of 2.85 million years worth of playtime, which is longer than the human race has been ex in existence. And players have fired a staggering 32.3 quadrillion shots. And I read somewhere, I think it was Eurogamer, that's more than the US Army has fired. I don't know if that was a joke, but I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> uh, so, stats, we can all fly around numbers and stuff, but... Call of Duty, big numbers, they tend to go together. When you think, are you surprised by this at all? Or is it, has anything actually made you go, wow, that's actually impressive? Or are you just like, yeah, nah, Call of Duty? It's over 9,000! <laughs> Sorry, someone had to say it. <laughs> Paul, Richard, any surprises with that? Or is it just. No. No, yeah. No, it sells a lot, it makes a lot of money, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Lots of people. Yeah. yeah. Richard, I, I, I was just gobsmacked by the fact that it's been played longer than the human race has been in existence. Yes, that was, um, yeah, that, that, that quote was quite interesting. I have to admit that got my attention. <laughs> but, yeah, like you say, Call of Duty, it prints money. Enough said. It does literally print money. Um, guy, oh, yeah, um, as if there was any doubt, guys, um, Sony's confirmed that PS4 will be hands-on at Gamescom for the general public. Uh, there was a little confusion apparently earlier this week about that. Apparently uh, a retailer informed uh, was informed that it wouldn't be hands-on at all, but it is, so we'll get plenty of, um, hopefully plenty of um, on-show, on, sorry, on-floor videos from that, which would be nice to see, because there's bound to be a lot of games there. And another thing, when we talk yeah, about Expos, PS4 will be able to be hands-on at Eurogamer Expo this year. Oh wow, it's actually hands-on? Yes, there'll be I some hands-on. Uh, there'll be some playable booths at the expo this year from the twenty-sixth to twenty-ninth, I think it is. Okay. So. Oh, wow. I did not know that. That's actually really cool. I bet you're excited, Ben, because you are going, aren't you? Yes, I am excited. Though, well, I won't. I probably won't get any time to play the PS4, okay. but I'm excited. Oh, are you, are you, we are man on the floor, are you, Chile? Well, I, I think it's me and Stephen, maybe, but I think it'll probably be me again on my own. On yeah. my own, scared. I'm, you know, I will, actually, I, I really do regret not being able to go this year. I love to, not only would I get to meet Ben, which is just, it's worth that. That is worth <laughs> it alone, seriously. But also be able to play the damn PS4, which is a games journalist, and I have been able to do I'm very gutted about. Because I was meant to go to E3 this year, but it, it fell through, unfortunately. But anyway, I won't moan about that. Um, guys, okay, on to PS4 again, understandably. Uh, uh, PS4 release date, October 21st, retail source leaks. Uh, this is from Kyle. Uh, Neo Gaff poster and mod verified retail employees shared internal info that points to an early PlayStation 4 release date. Uh, the user is Neiland Liquor, and he's, and his, I uh, probably pronounced that wrong, but whatever, and here's what he had to say. Uh, okay, quote, rumour, our internal product release schedule from head office dropped yesterday, and on October 21st, an, unknown, <laughs> an unnamed Sony console will be launched. I think we all know the name of that. I so, think uh, it's the PS9. Yeah, <laughs> PS9, yeah. <laughs> um, so, guys, what do you reckon? Do you re think it will make October, or do you reckon that's a bit unrealistic? I was honestly thinking November, to be honest, but... I I'm going to say no. no. No, I don't reckon that's true, yeah. I yeah. November. November. The, the, the comments from the Battlefield guys push it, the fact that it won't be out for when Battlefield's out. Um, I'm going to yeah. say November 15th. That's, yeah. that's my guess. Well, it's funny. Carl actually adds, um, problem is we've heard about this story before, and something about October 21st just seems so soon, which we all agree on, I think. There's also the fact that a 20, October 21st falling on a Monday. Everyone knows console releases traditionally fall well all over the place. Xbox 360 came out on a Tuesday, 
Uh, PS3 launched on a Friday. Before that, PS2 released on a Thursday. Nintendo Wii came out on a Sunday after PS3. And we rested on a Saturday. (laughs) It's funny, (laughs) I forgot the Wii was actually on a Sunday. That's quite an interesting tidbit there. But there we go, guys. So I think, yeah, we're all agreeing that that's probably a bit too early, just as Carl says as well. Um, Wow, I just realised... Sorry? I didn't say anything. Oh, crap. Sorry, Paul. (laughs) What do you think? Um... I'm going out on a limb saying, yeah, that's right, end of October. Wow, okay. But I don't think it's the 21st, because I'm pretty sure the source said it's the week beginning October 21st. I'm pretty sure that's what it actually said. So it could be that week. I mean, the PS2 came out October 26th, so it could come out that week. That's if Sony had the stuff together. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's actually, sorry, I can't do this. Uh, sorry, there's no way I'm not going to be at it. I'm not going to go back and double check that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Funny you say about PS2, I've forgotten all about that, that was October, yeah. Was that America or Europe? Uh, pretty sure it was worldwide. Pretty sure the PS2 is the only Sony console that's been launched worldwide simultaneously. No, I don't think it was a worldwide launch to PS2. Um, no, it does say, um, this is in the quote, it says, uh, on October on October 21st, an unnamed Sony console will be released. It's, it says on October 21st, not the week beginning. I think he clarified it later on. I'm pretty sure, because in that NeoGAF thread, I'm pretty sure he clarified it in a different post. Oh, it's actually, it actually the week. It says that All right, well, there we go. Just to clarify, it means week beginning. Oh, I'm pretty okay. sure I saw that. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough if you did. Fair enough, that's cool. Well, either way, I still think that's a bit too early, personally, but there we go. Uh, and it looks like the PS2 was March. That was Japan. Definitely Japan PS2. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was It was fall um, and sort of winterish everywhere else. Um Okay, let's move on. Um, we have some juicy stories, guys, uh, coming up. Well, if I can pick one, because there are many. Okay, guys, we can't ignore this one. The Xbox One has been delayed in eight uh, European territories. Um, this includes Russia, Belgium, and the Netherlands, um, who will now have to wait until 2014, albeit with a free game as compensation for the delay. Um, now, this is interesting because, of course, um, Europe as a whole, is generally a PlayStation-oriented territory, and Microsoft have struggled against Sony in this um, area. And when you take away eight countries in terms of the launch of Xbox One, Sony's going to be right in there. This is pretty much being heralded as a, a big advantage for PS4. I think, uh, can we all agree with that at all? Yeah, yeah. I can agree. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. This is, um, this is a bad... This is not, not a massive misfire, but a, a bit of a misstep from Microsoft. Um, the, um, on the flip side, they could be able to... Um, distribute more uh, stock to the major regions like uh, the UK, um, the US, so they have much more stock there and potentially combat. So- I, don't think that, I don't think that's the reason, though. You don't? I, I think the reason is their own production issues, because originally they're going to launch in those. It's not they announced 13 regions straight away, they announced 21 and reduced it to 13, so that makes me think that they're having production issues, so they've identified the most the the regions that they need to launch in you know the most successful regions so because they'll think they're launching in brazil which you wouldn't think Mm. is that big of a region but okay well um pardon me for finding the glass half full on microsoft's (laughs) patch um that's a fair point paul um either way it's a win-win for sony by the look of it um yeah i yeah um sony is sony has already um, made a lot of ground in europe i mean ps2 I mean, it dominated um, Europe and the UK, PS2. Didn't dominated PS- everywhere. Yeah, it did, yeah. P- obviously, PS3 struggled a bit, but it was still still pretty much Sony's territory. Although I, I was actually under the impression that Microsoft did quite well in Europe, but I'm guessing compared to Sony, they didn't. Um, no, but- they only did well in UK 
outside of the UK, it's pretty much Sony territory. Oh, okay, fair enough. That that clarifies it then. Yeah, so, sorry, Richard, what was that? I say, I, I agree with Paul. You've only got to look at the uh, countries that aren't in their Xboxes. I mean, Belgium. I mean, I'm sure that's not really going to be a major worry that the sales are going to do anything, whether it launches in Belgium on launch day or not. Yeah, yeah. Russia, um, a, a cash-stricken, poor country. Um, <laughs> they're playing their cards close to their chest. I agree, totally agree with Paul. They're going to mm-hmm. pump the Xboxes into the best-selling areas and then worry about the rest later. Yeah, pretty But much. the problem with this is... Originally announced was Japan would get it in 2014 after the rest of the main countries. Does this mean that Japan and, well, Asia should I say, not just Japan, mm. will be getting it even later? Probably. Well, well considering my, my Xbox is pretty much just non-existent in Japan, I wouldn't be surprised if it was pushed back there. Yeah, well, it's already pushed back to 2014 already. Even further, though, I mean. So, well, maybe... S- end of 2014, like a year after the PS4, <laughs> potentially. <laughs> now, I do find it a bit weird that the PS4 is until 2014 in Japan. That is a bit weird. Is it? Yeah, I it... don't think it is. I don't know that, wow. Wait, well, uh, who's it's... right here? Is it is PS4 not coming out in um, Japan until next year? Well, we know it's going to be after Europe and America. How much after, we don't know. Ah, uh, that's, that's odd, yeah. Usually well, the, launch, the launch titles are Western-focused anyway, that's probably yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, PS, look at PS2. I mean, that was March, um, and it was months ahead of um, anywhere else, so I guess those days are over. Interesting. Hmm. Um, uh, anyone else have anything to add on that before we get to our last news story? No. Sure? No. Okay. Okay, this one, um, <laughs> sorry, I just couldn't resist this. Resident Evil 7 will go back to the series survival horror roots. I could make a whole podcast just based on this news story, but I won't. Um, okay, uh, Capcom is real, that it would likely take Resident Evil franchise back to its survival horror-based roots for the end of the tour, Resident Evil 7. The publisher admitted to MCB that reception to last year's Resident Evil 6 was mixed and that fans and critics alike responded better to the more horror-oriented Resident Evil Revelations which I actually reviewed, both of them, in fact. Okay, this is a quote from uh, Capcom's Michael Patterson. We have obviously seen the consumer response and the PR response. There were some great positives out, out of that, but it was a mixed bag. This is of Resident Evil 6. As we saw from review scores, we have to take that on board. We can't ignore that, and we have to take that onto the next game where we make the next Resident Evil. Uh, last quote. With Resident Evil 6 specifically, we probably put too much content in there. There were comments from consumers that said it felt bloated. The Leon missions went down very well, and because we did Resident Evil Revelations of 3DS, there was a cry a, there was a cry out for us to focus our attention on survival horror rather than be too many things to all people. You'll find where you'll find where we go next will likely be more targeted at our core targeted at our core fan base. Damn this talking mark is difficult. <laughs> um, <laughs> lots of talking. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, sorry, I've got to start off with this. I will make it quick because you guys know that I'm a Resident Evil nut and I can talk forever. Um, this is great news to me. They've been mucking around with Resident Evil for years now. Um, it needs to, as far as I can say, Resident Evil was at its best when it was a survival horror game. Resident Evil 4 was great. It was a great game. It wasn't Resident Evil, to my, in my opinion, because it simply wasn't what made Resident Evil Resident Evil to me. You know, it, was, it didn't have the, you know, the fixed camera angles, the puzzles... Were more stripped back, the ammo conversa- com- um, conservation stuff. It was just, it was a radical departure, but it was still a bloody good game. Um, but with Resident Evil 5 and 6, I think they, 
they they just they lost their way with that. It became far too action oriented, and um, Revelations was definitely the best game in the series we've had for a long time, in my opinion. If they go down that route, I will be more than happy. Um, does anyone have something to add? I'm actually not sure uh, if you guys are fans of Resident Evil at all. I just want to add one small thing. Sorry about that, Richard. No. Um, I don't like that phrase, cutting back on content. I know what it means in the subject of it, but mm-hmm. it could easily be taken in the future by Capcom and saying, oh, we didn't add that much content because we said we're cutting down on it, so this game's only going to be four hours long. It's just th- that phrase that I find a bit suspicious. Yes, you can have your survival horror game, but it's only going to be five hours long and the rest yeah. of it's going to be DLC. Well, Resident Evil... Uh, OK, we're going back 15 years in. Resident Evil 2 takes about an hour and a half to complete, and I was perfectly satisfied with that. But at the same time, I wouldn't like a four-hour game in this day and age, I don't think. Things have changed in that department. But, I, I, yeah, I, 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 a sizable adventure would be nice, but not as long as it's not too bloated. Yeah, I agree. If it's not, short, too, you know... They don't throw too much in, but at the same time, they've got to also make sure they do throw stuff in. Yeah, yeah. They, well, they're... it's like the Capcom, um, they did definitely, the guy there, um, Patterson, did hit the nail on the head. They um, they tried to appeal to too much. Leon was horror. Chris was like the action stuff from Five and, uh, oh, God, I can't even remember his name now. Um, Wesker's son, Jake Muller, was just, God knows what he was. He was like beating zombies up with his fist and stuff, so it was just like a new... A new style there, so it was just it was just disjointed and incoherent. I think that's a God of Evil, Final yeah, Fury. Exactly. Um, Paul and Richard, anything to add? I just think um, today's player wants something that's a bit more scary. With the success of things like the Walking Dead series and things like that, mm. we've seen a return to people wanting to basically have the shit scared out of them I and enjoy so. it at the same time. And that's what I want to see. I can never forget. Going into, was it Raccoon City or wherever it was, no ammo, zombies coming left, right and centre, yeah. running for your life, puzzles, made you think, made you stop, good exactly, bosses, man. I, want, yeah. I want to return to that. Oh, me too, you're, you're, you're cut from the same crop as me, mate, it seems like you've been, you've played all the classic games, am I right, like Resi 2? I guess, that. That's, I've played the good ones, yes, I <laughs> <laughs> love that, yeah, you played the good ones, you're my kind of man, I owe you a fight. <laughs> I would love to, I would love to see something like Dead Space Freeze co-op where, I don't know if anyone knows that she played Dead Space 3 online. I know, I know, I know, um, I know, know about it though. Some bits later on where it was an empty corridor for my mate, we were on Skype talking. Mm-hmm. And as we were walking along this corridor, it was empty for him. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was full of child's bicycles, presents and happy birthday signs. Oh wow, that actually sounds pretty cool. And then when we got into the elevator, this woman screamed at me. But it didn't appear on his screen. It was just on mine. Oh, so that's what they meant by different experiences for each one. That, that actually sounds pretty cool. I would like to play that game. But, um, yeah, I, oh, God, again, I could go off on this. I, I, I don't know. I'd like Resident Evil best. To, one thing that pissed me off with the other games is, is, is the forced co-op. Resident Evil is a solo experience for me, personally. I'm not saying I wouldn't be against... If they did a separate campaign with co-op and had the main storyline solo, that would be fine. That would be fine for me. Anyway, I'm rabbling on here. Sorry, Paul, what were you going to say? Um, I've not nothing to say except for the quotes come from Michael Patterson, who no longer works for Capcom. He now works for Sony. Oh, does he? Way. Yeah. <laughs> One of us. Oh, One of yeah. us. That's funny. Okay, well, I apologise for that if he's listening, Mr. Patterson. <laughs> um, Hello, Mr. Yeah. Patterson. Hello, yeah. Mr. Patterson. 
for the record, the source that I use, which shall not be named, I made no mention of him being a former Capcom employee, but regardless, he's, he's dead right. So there we go. And it's Richard, it's good to know you're another Resident Evil fan. <laughs> yeah, what we don't want is we don't want any more Resident Evil films. I know Mila Jovich has got to pay the mortgage somehow. Oh, God. But I'm sure she can do something else. <laughs> oh, God, don't even get me started. Oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. I still find it weird that we're on Resident Evil 7. Yeah. 7. Okay, no more Resident Evil, stop. I will just end up talking forever. No, 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 stop, shut, shut up. Okay, right. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> Seriously, guys, that was awesome. Thanks for the um, contributions there to the news. Um, okay, guys, I need to take a breather, so if you'll just allow me to... <sighs> there we go. <laughs> I think that's the most talking I've ever done. And I like the fact this is a little bit more loose, you know. It feels good, but things are flowing nicely, and I, maybe I'm just stepping into the um, host role a bit better, I don't know, but I feel good. You feeling nice. it? Nice. Yeah, you're doing an amazing cool. job, Mike. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I just have to check these things. Okay, guys, um, let's quickly go on to um, what we've been playing, and then we'll tidy up with a few things. Um, I'll go first, if that's all right with you guys. Far away, mate. Cool. Um, I'll make it quick. I've been doing a full playthrough of the Mass Effect series. I'm now on Mass Effect 3, about 23 hours in, mostly doing side quests at the moment. Um, I love those games. Um the last time I played Mass Effect, I was going through some personal sh uh, shit, which I won't bore you with, which didn't, um, which kind of like stunted my enjoyment. So it's really just good to go through it and actually enjoy it, which I love doing now. I'm playing Renegade, which is interesting, quite hilarious in places, but brutal in others. Apart from that, um, I've been playing DuckTales Remastered. Woohoo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> you guys remembered it. Oh, yes. That is so going on the podcast. Don't cut that. <laughs> that will not be good. Excellent. Oh, God, that was brilliant. Yeah, um... Which is your life like a hurricane right now? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, race cars, lasers, aeroplanes. Yeah, it's a duck blur, mate. <laughs> 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 um, let's not carry on before we scare Paul away. Um, DuckTales, um, that's, um... Woohoo! Sorry. It's, it's a nostalgia um, trip, that is, but it's also a pretty good game in itself. The, um... For those of you who probably don't know much about it, because there probably are quite a few, uh, the original NES version was um, obviously based on the cartoon, which is like a classic if you grew up in the late 90s, uh, late, sorry, late 80s and early 90s like me. Um, uh, the, the game itself was actually pretty in innovative back in its day because it was a non-linear uh, platformer, which was something of a rarity back then. Um, this one is an update, but it's also, they reimagined a few things. They've taken the basic template of the, the stages, which is um, oh, the, uh, the jungles, Transylvania, the mines. Uh, the moon. Yeah, the moon and, oh God, what's the Himalayas. Other? Himalayas. Thank you, Richard. The Himalayas. Um, and the layouts have been tweaked, but they are largely similar. But they've stripped back some of the um, kind of non-linear gameplay, whereas in before you'd go from one level uh, to another to unlock something in another stage. It's now all contained in one level, but it has multiple pathways and stuff. For example, in Transylvania, I died a few times and found myself going one route and found, found out that it was actually easier going this way instead of the way I went before. So you can mix things up there. It's In terms of gameplay, there's not really much explanation needed. It's old school platform and, you know, um, bashing enemies on the head with Scrooge's cane. It's not as difficult as the original was, but not to the point of being totally frustrating. Per again, personally, this is just my opinion. I played on normal. 
um, and I got a challenge out of it. I did. The levels are bite-sized. They take about 10 minutes, and that's if you explore. So if you do lose a life, which you probably will do, it's not too bad if you have to restart because you have to go back to the beginning. Um, it's got voice acting in it, which for me, who enjoyed the cartoon, <laughs> I still do, <laughs> um, it was, that was just a treat, that was. They got Alan Young, who's like 93 years old, who voices Scrooge, as well as most of the others, if not all, um, which really, um, I mean, you don't need a plot for DuckTales, but if you enjoyed the cartoon, you'll lap this up. Um, what I really liked was the fan service there. They've got unlockables such as concept art, music, stage designs. They've even got some uh, stills from the cartoons, which is just great. You're going to, like I said, you'll be, it's a nostalgia trip. Um, the bosses have benefited from some uh, strategy um, overhauls. They're now a lot more difficult. They're still quite much, you, you know, it's the old uh, Titans that said, memorize this, memorize that, and you'll be able to defeat them. But they have shuffled things around. So people who haven't played it before will get a challenge, and people who have played it before will get a challenge. Um, that's about it, really. I enjoyed it. I gave it, um, I gave it a decent score, 8.5. Um, it's, the price thing is, I will concede that maybe it's a little bit too expensive. I think it's about 12 quid, um, uh, UK pounds. Um, but it's worth getting because, in my opinion, it's, it's just, there's plenty of unlockables. It's easy to get into. And if, like, if you're like me, you'll want to play it again and again and again because it's a bite-sized game. As I said, the levels are quite small and everything. So you can just play it and enjoy it. And you can, if you want to test yourself, do the higher difficulty settings, get more treasure to unlock more content. But it's, it's, it's a nice little package. It definitely is. Um, that's about it. It's been literally DuckTales and... Um, Mass Effect for me, and unless you've got any questions on the game, um, we'll pass things over to uh, Ben, if that's alright. Sure. So, no, no problem. Guys? Um, no, no, cool, no. cool. Okay, um, okay, Ben, far away, mate. Well, to be honest, there's not much I can say, really. I haven't really been playing much recently because oh, of fine. my circumstances. Um, but I have been playing Dynasty Warriors, uh-huh. and of course, DuckTales. Amazing oh, game. You did like it then? Oh, oh I love it. I've oh, finished it already. I oh, played it on um, normal mode. Yeah. But I do plan to play on hard and extreme eventually. Extreme sounds really... Oh, yeah. Extreme! Yeah, <laughs> extreme. <laughs> yeah. You only get three um, lives and no continues. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I did forget to mention that they're quite stingy with lives anyway on normal. You only start off with two. <laughs> yeah, on the extreme, you only get three lives, so that's... Oh, oh. Insane. I'm glad, so ben, um, are you, actually, I, I've got to ask you if you don't mind me quickly. Um, were you a fan of a cartoon at all? Yes, I was. So this must have been. You, you must have really enjoyed this scene, the voice acting, yeah. the, all the unlockables, right? Yeah, I loved. I, I, I'm still working on the unlockables right now, but I, I really like the fact that they added all that stuff to it. And yeah. I like decent unlockables in games. Yeah, that that was great. I'm glad. I'm glad you um, agree with me on that. Um, and, and I find it a bit weird that people don't like it. I, I, I think it's. It's optional. Um, it's not going to affect your game. You can skip all the cutscenes if you want to. Yeah, Don't know yeah. why you'd want to, but you can. Yeah, yeah, you can. I only did it if I kept dying and I just didn't want to, you know, I had to keep playing, replaying the level, so I thought, okay, I'll skip it this time. But that's I had, I skipped a few cutscenes in one level, but that's only because my PS3 decided to freeze. Oh, I got the freeze. I got a freeze as well. I actually skipped a cutscene and it froze for me. Yeah, that's it what happened to me. Yeah, it went to a black screen. The music played, but there was nothing else I could do. That's only yeah. once, though. I should point out. Yeah, same with me. It's only yeah. happened to once. Oh, great! I thought it was my PS3 ready to explode because it is the old sixty gigabyte launch model. <laughs> but uh, no, that's about it recently. 
Oh, cool. Fair enough. Um, and also, just um, you were touching there about what um, your circumstances. You've actually moved recently, haven't you? Yes, I have. I'm, so, I'm in my new place. How did that go, the move? Oh, tiring. So I tiring. Bet. I bet it's never an easy transition. Well, I'm glad to hear everything's all right now, at least. Um, yeah. Hope you're settling in well. Uh, okay, um, Paul, Richard, um, which one of you guys wants to go next? Do you want me to go first? Go for it, mate. Yeah. Um, I've been playing Hotline Miami on the Vita. Oh. <laughs> uh, I got uh, yeah, it's a really good game. Very brutal. <laughs> I got the platinum, so that was good. A plus in the levels is quite difficult because there's a very strict rhythm. You've got to be fast and efficient. But yeah, I enjoyed it. Good game. Wicked man. Um, how how easy was the platinum? Just out of interest for all the trophy hunters listening. It's it's not that hard really. It's the hardest thing is definitely doing completing all the levels. A plus, uh-huh. you know, sort of the highest rank, sort of doing the level sort of the best way because oh, yeah, yeah, each yeah. level's structured in that there is a definite fastest way to do everything you know what oh, go in each room kill all the enemies and yeah. there is another thing to do as well is to try and do as many executions as you can which is punch the enemy onto the ground pick up a weapon and smash them to death with it so <laughs> that's that's the way to kill them yeah that's the way to get the rack points to rack up the points and also another bonus is to do it in front of other enemies because you get what's called a risk bonus Top tip there for you. Oh, wicked, man. Sounds and fun. I uh, picked up The Last of Us as well, but I've not opened it yet, so oh, that's what I'm going to be playing oh, next. Oh, you are, you are, next, when you're on the podcast next, you have definitely got to tell us you're um, yep. finding that, definitely. Yeah. yeah, that's my next game. Awesome, man. Um, is that what you've been playing, or...? Well, I've not started the last of us yet. I've, it's still in its shrink wrapping. No. So no Tomb Raiders at all. You haven't been back to the old Tomb Raiders like you were before. Um, no, no. Oh. I was doing Hotline on Miami. That's took my time. So I'm going to do the last of us now. That's you excited right. about the announcement, Paul? <coughs> Sorry, my voice what is going there. <laughs> the tomb, there'll be a new Tomb Raider for PS4 and Xbox One. Oh uh, yeah, they yeah they confirmed this, um they're working on the sequel, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to play. I'm going to have to play the reboot. Before oh, yeah, I can of course. Judge. I keep forgetting that one. One of the main conversations last last episode was me and Paul about Tomb Raider, wasn't it, and how it's changed yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul, if you can try and um, give a reboot a go, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, Paul, if that's um, you're done, mate. With that, we shall. Uh, you're done, yeah. Yep. Sweet. Okay. Yep. Just checking. Uh, Richard, far away. Well, as if we haven't talked about it enough, I've also been playing DuckTales. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really, really, woo, really, really enjoyed it. Um, yes, another one who likes it. I say that because it's got some negative reviews, which really, really irritated me. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't understand. It's an old school platform game. It, it is, it is tough, but it's not hard. Yeah. It's, 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 it's certainly playable. I didn't get put off, but it's, I mean, yeah, you die lots of times. Yeah, you have to restart. Boo hoo 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 hoo. If you <laughs> think that's too hard, go and play, um, Super Frog or whatever. Or <laughs> oh, Super Frog or talk oh, about su- your review for that. Talk us through your review because you gave it a two, didn't you? Um, I'll talk you through my review. It's rubbish. Yeah, just. About what? So, like, why? Oh, didn't you yeah, like I'm just, I'm just, uh, just, just uh, making sure we got enough time because Richard is on the time. Um, uh, kind of, uh, yeah. What briefly, Richard, really quickly, what was bad about Super Frog? Well, it's everything that was good about Ducktales. Um, it was poor, <laughs> poor graphics, yeah. poor playability. Who wants an open world platform game? Um, Super Frog is one with no real direction of where to go. But Unless you have a Vita. Jerky scrolling. I, I, the, the list, the list, the list goes on. Um, oh, the only good thing was, Chili said, it came out for the Vita. It's always good to see a game 
coming out for the Vita. Um, I, I just, I just didn't think it was very good at all. Um, and that's why I was annoyed that you got DuckTales and I got Super Frog. No, what I mean, Richard, is you can use the Vita, if I'm rightly, as a cross-platform controller. And you can view the map on the screen. Mm. What map? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the blank space, should I say. Yeah, um, so, let's, so let's move on before, before I resort to really bad language. Oh, no, that's fine. Yeah, so I'm Go not, ahead. DuckTales um, Duck really Duck yeah. Duck is the complete antithesis of uh, Super Turd, or whatever it was called. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, nostalgia. It's, it's, you know, it's very marketable. And as, as a game, DuckTales really taps into that. Yeah. Um, the it graphics, still holds up, though, doesn't it? The gameplay yeah, is still fun. It. That's it. It's still fun, and yeah. and that's that's the important thing of a lot of modern games. They forget sometimes that we're playing for fun at the end of the day, yeah. um, and Ducktales is full of fun, and I would recommend it to anyone. And your review, sir, was spot on. Thank you very much, Richard. And also, I'd like to add as well: don't read any of the negative reviews because they're wrong, and I said so. So there we go. And but I I'm agree only, with him. I'm only joking about that part. You can read whatever you want, but in my opinion, you and Richard, see Richard and Ben as well, it's a good game, and you guys should pick it up. But everything's yeah, laid out in the review. You know, if you like Ducktales, get it. If you like old school platformers, get it. Simple as that. And if three British people say it's okay, then it's okay because yes, we're British. Exactly. It's a bit pricey, though, isn't it? What? Twelve quid. Twelve quid for Ducktales. Yeah, I, as I touched on, a lot. I did touch. Yeah, as I touched. Um, I touched on earlier. That's what's put me off it because I never played the original. I didn't. It's worth it for the theme song. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I think eight nine. I think eight quid would have been a better price. But I, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. I got away for it. Drop yeah. price. But at the same time, I think it just depends on how. I mean, obviously, someone like um, Richard and Ben who really, really eat that up, eat I that didn't. kind of stuff up. It's, it's going to be worth it. But if yeah, if you're like Paul who hasn't. Then maybe you will, you might want to wait for it to drop down a bit, but there's no denying that is a quality game. I think we're agreed on. <clears throat> so, uh, Richard, sorry, uh, did um, did you have any other games you were playing? Uh, no, no, um, I'm doing a lot of writing um, because I'm due to go on holiday soon. So uh, I've only really dabbled in in Ducktales, but uh, enjoyed it immensely. Good man. Okay, well, since Richard actually is on a bit of a um, a time um, time limit here, and we don't want to keep him too long. Um, we uh we should probably move on to the uh, next topic. And uh, Ben, I believe you want to leave this one about Final Fantasy. Yeah, I just wanted to do a quick mention of Final Fantasy fourteen will launch in a few weeks' time. Yeah. The beta will be this weekend from Friday till Monday morning. Okay. Anything done in that beta will transfer to your early access or retail, depending on if you pre-ordered the game or not. Uh-huh. The cap is twenty yeah. and make sure you're on Ultros. Ultros or Ultros. Okay. That server is where PSU will be living pretty much. We have our own free company, we have our own section on the forums. If you wish to join the free company or our link shell, just go there and apply. It's a pretty casual shell though we will be doing end game stuff in the future. Excellent. Uh, 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 do you have anything else to add? Um, if you've got any questions about the game or even about the beta, I will be willing to answer pretty much anything. I, I pretty much know everything about the beta, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, if you have any, if you have any general emails, just um, shoot us an email, podcast at psu dot com, guys. Definitely. Um, okay. Well, since uh, thanks for that, Ben. Um, just a quick round. Oh, actually, one second as well. No, go for it. Go for I it. I want to say a big thank you to Rayf or Raf 
or Raf, I think it is, for giving me a PS3 code for the beta because Square decided not to. So thank you, mate. You saved me. There we go. Thank you very much for the generosity, I guess we should say. <laughs> okay, um, thanks for that, Ben. We appreciate that. Um, now we're going to quickly go on to some roundup, uh, review roundups because I don't want to miss this because there have been a few significant ones. As you said, um, uh, Super Frog, I believe, that got two. Richard, was that right? That's correct. Yeah, yes. two. So that was obviously avoid that like the plague, seriously, or worse than the plague. Um, Definitely. Double plague, yeah, or something like that. Um, on the um, on the flip side, DuckTales 8.5, guys. Also, um, Timothy News reviewed uh, Tales of... Uh, God, I'm going <laughs> to butcher this name. Tales of um, Zilia. Is that how you pronounce it? Zilia? I haven't got I a clue. Know, I don't know. No oh, idea. It's Zilia, I'd say, but I don't yeah, know. Okay, okay, well, Tim can have a laugh at that later on. Sorry, Tim, if I just butchered, your, butchered the name of the game you re- reviewed. But yes, um, he um, actually gave this a nine. Uh, which is very, 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 very good, as I'm sure you'd understand. Um, Tales of Zillia um, gives JRPG fans an addictive experience that's hard to ignore, he says. Leaked combat alongside clever leveling schemes and a narrative told in a big way will have players aching to play through as both Mila and Jude. So, guys, um, if you like your JRP, um, Japanese RPG games, then definitely give this game a chance because it sounds really, really good. Um, I've actually read a few positive reviews of this as well. So, obviously, it definitely appeals to the JRPG crowd, which is good, because um, that's, um, I don't know, with Final Fantasy these days, um, which seems to be uh, getting a bit mi- a bit of a mixed reception among people, depending on who you ask, it's good to see a few more JRPGs coming out, and they definitely don't seem to be stopping, because there's been a couple of uh, trademarks registered for uh, what appears to be new tales of games. So, um, keep an eye out for those in the future. Um, sorry, a bit sidetracked there. Uh, this is uh, our next review is Open Me for the PS Vita. This is a review by Stephen Williamson, our boss. Um, he gave this a nine, quite a few nines. Uh, the bottom line for this was fun, challenging, addictive. Open Me proves that augmented reality gaming just is, um, isn't just a gimmick. Um, he likes the uh, a good range of ingeniously designed boxes that really get you thinking. Superb extra game modes and brilliant value for money for what you get. However, he disliked. Uh, the co-op mode restricted uh, restricted to ad hoc play, and he said that the game can be a little frustrating uh, when the box disappears. Make sure you're playing with good light. Uh, the idea of this game, I believe, is to open a box based on various puzzles uh, you have to solve to get inside. Um, it actually it's actually a lot better than it sounds, believe me. <laughs> and finally, the big game this uh, this week or this month, maybe depending on what you um, what your preference is, is Saints Row Four. This was reviewed by US managing editor Carl Prahl, who led the podcast last time, I'm sure you remember, did a bloody good job too. Um, yeah, it was amazing. Yes, overall he gave us an 8.5. Uh, to summarise, Centro 4 isn't the game of the generation, but its best moments are more fun than almost anything else on PS3. Um, Centro is batshit crazy these days, but in a good way. Um, I enjoyed the third, I don't know about you guys, um, I didn't play any of the others, but I watched my buddy through, go through the third and he's now left it around my house, so it's sort of mine. So I can go on it whenever I want, at least. <laughs> um, I'm hoping to get a copy of this, actually, from my brother who works in the industry. So I'm quite looking forward to this game. Um, and that's it for reviews, guys. Um, now, uh, before we wrap up, I understand that a certain um, Alfonso, uh, or Snova, as he's known on Twitter, I believe, he wants us to um, take a trip down memory lane, which is quite fitting because of the nostalgia factor we were talking about. Um, this really only applies to me and Ben, so we'll be quite quick, guys. Um, 
He's a super fan of PSU, in case you didn't know, Alfonso is. Um, he wants us to recall some of our best memories on the podcast, a trip down memory lane, as he says. I hope I'm going to do this right because I can't find the email he sent. But um, if I'm wrong with this, Fonz, then just correct me sometime. But uh, you want to know what our favourite moments are, I believe. Well, one of mine would definitely have to be when we were talking about, uh, I think it was around September 2011, just around the time the HD remakes of um, Resident Evil 4 and Co-Veronica came out. That was a good episode. The conversation was flowing, and it was especially memorable for me because I was doing impressions of Albert Wesker that apparently blew everyone away. And I just remember having a dead old laugh about that, and I was doing quotes from Chris Redfield as well. I think it was Wesker's laugh that got most of the um, attention, you know. Oh, I can't remember his out. And it's like, <laughs> it's like really corny laugh like that. So I'm sure anyone who's listened, anyone who heard that episode will probably appreciate that. I hope um, that was good fun because it just, it was great because it had humor, but it also had a good lot. We really got a lot of talking done that time. A lot of in-depth discussion about Resident Evil as well, which is always good for me. Um, another, t- uh, any, any podcasts with um, Tim as well. Tim News, I missed him. I haven't spoken to him for a long time. And- as they say. <laughs> um, we had loads of laughs about my uh, weight training and stuff, about me apparently um, benching uh, monster, tru- monster truck tires and getting protein by wrestling cows to the ground and things like that. Anything, Any kind of crazy shit like that was always good. Uh, if I think of any more, I'll let you know. Um, but that only leaves Ben, because obviously Richard's first podcast is today, and Paul's only been on one other one, so it really, it really just comes down to Ben now. So Ben, what memories do you have? Any ones that stand oh, out? It's very hard for me to get any memories that stand out. I used to love the ripping on me for sounding like Sterling. Oh yeah. With, um, really, some of the best moments of when I first joined, felt really welcoming. You know, being part of the podcast, and it was lovely being, you know, the first time here. Yeah, man, it was great to have you on. I remember that. Yeah. And the it was a laugh, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, and then there's also the old, the Sony announcement with the PS4, that was amazing. Oh god, I can't believe I didn't mention that. Oh, and of course you guys were doing a live podcast, weren't you? Yeah, we did a live oh, video yeah. podcast. That wicked. Yes, but, um, but yeah, that was fun, it's still on YouTube to watch. Great, I'm on my watch, actually I downloaded <laughs> it, I want my rewatching it again. Yeah, um, it was quite good, it was a lot of fun. Is that all that comes to mind? Anything else? Maybe that's what featured you one day, a video <laughs> podcast. Actually, that's something that will probably be um, talked about in the near, not too distant future, Paul. Um, well, yeah, uh, that's everything that pops into my head right now. I, I, I've just enjoyed every moment, really. Good. Um, yeah, man, it has been great fun. Um, well, Jesus, my throat is really hurting. I, <laughs> I don't think I've done this much talking in a while. It just shows how long it's been since the last podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, well, guys, it's been a really good podcast. Um, this would normally be the part where I read out emails, but unfortunately, we don't seem to have any at all. Um, <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It is a bad thing. Um, yeah. um, Fonz always um, likes to keep in touch now and then. Like I said, if um, he's our super fan for PSU and podcasts in general. So, um, Alfonso, if you've got any more emails, please send them through. I will reply next time. Sorry about before, but it's just things got a bit... Uh, my email, if you could see my in my inbox every morning, uh, you'll probably understand why things get lost, but I will do my best <laughs> not to make sure that doesn't happen. Um, if you guys, anyone listening who wants to actually email us with any questions, comments, or criticism, as long as you keep it clean, uh, poc- um, email podcast at psu.com, and we will get back to you in a timely fashion. Um... Guys, it's been, I have to say, that's probably been my favourite podcast so far, which is strange because I think that I've only done three of them, but, <laughs> or two, no, two, two of them, but that has been the best one so far, if I do say so myself. I wish yeah. to end this podcast with a nice little saying. 
What's that? Thank God for me. <laughs> 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 yes, yes, indeed. Thank God, yes. Um, but seriously, that has been great, guys. Um, this, um, is there anything else you want to um, mention quickly? Anyone else you want to give a shout out to? Anything we've missed at all? This is now the time to say it. Uh, Paul, anything, mate? Nope. Um, God. Paul, Richard? <laughs> Um, just that I'm working with Stephen trying to secure another giveaway for PSU from um, a major comic book company. More information yeah. as it comes. That's, right. um, um, that's it, basically. Oh, well, I have just actually remembered something. Um, I really hope he wasn't joking about this, otherwise I seem like an idiot. Is it true that PSU is now a sponsor of a football player in your local team? That is certainly correct. Please uh, elaborate. Please elaborate, Richard. It's all yours. Um, well, me and Stephen live in a town, a little town in the black country called Warsaw. <laughs> and Stephen has arranged with Warsaw Football Club to sponsor um, one of these star players um, and have PSU on his shirt um, mentioned in the programme. I don't know about anything else around the ground. But yes, it's certainly true. PSU now sponsors a English football player or I believe it's soccer player to our friends uh, across the pond. Oh, brilliant. That, that's possibly one of the coolest things I've ever heard, ever. That's just awesome. Seriously, three cheers for PSU. Hip, hip! Hooray! 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 Excellent. Participation. Audience, um, participation is always the key to a good podcast, side by Because otherwise you just get that awkward silence, which never goes down well. And that's happened before. Very scary. I wouldn't recommend going there. <laughs> I'll, I'll snip the awkward silences out. <laughs> Actually, I don't think we've had any this time, funnily enough. It's been that good. Yes, if I do say so myself, not really. We've all done a bloody good job, guys. It's been great having you on the podcast. Paul, I hope you're going to become a regular. Richard, you are bloody awesome. I really, really enjoyed talking to you. Um, it's, I haven't actually talked to you kind of properly, apart from staff meetings, so that was always good. Ben, what's to say? It's a pleasure as always, mate. Seriously. Yeah, it was amazing as always. Yeah, and um, just to, um, just to um, recap, um, we will be discussing the possibility of weekly podcasts at some point in the near future. If I can make it happen, it will happen, because I'm up for it. I'm sure you guys are as well. Yeah. 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 I'll mention it to Stephen down the pub later. <laughs> yeah, so just in case you want to... Slip a few drinks now, first. Yeah, Richard is now going Stop down the pub. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. But thank you for having me on, Mike. I have really enjoyed that. Thank Good you, man. It's been a absolute pleasure, guys. And well, um, I'm not actually. I'm not, I don't want to actually nail down the next podcast because I'm not sure who it's going to be and when. If we do a weekly one, it'll be next week. It might be the US guys, but it might even be me. Yeah, I might be hosting. Actually, yes, we'll play it safe. Okay, we will play it safe for now and say that the next podcast will be around the 29th or the 30th of August. It may not be the UK team, it may very well be the US team, okay? But we are hoping to have a special guest on soon. Uh, ben, um, I believe you know um, know more about this guy, don't you? Just want to quickly mention him? Yes, uh, we was hoping to get him to come on this month, but things have changed and sadly you won't be able yeah. to make it. But we should be ha having the amazing and wonderful and Stunning looking Chin Soon Sun. With the ripped abs. Yeah, with his amazing ripped abs. Yeah. And I hope um, I said his name right. I'm yes, sorry if uh, I haven't. Yeah, don't worry, I'm hopeless at pronouncing that. Yes, I believe um, he's um, from Tecmo Koei, is that right? Yes, that is correct. He's the community manager for Tecmo Koei. Yes. Oh, yes, and if you're listening, Mr. Chin Soon San, uh, did I say that right? Uh, Please tell me I said that right. I can't apologize if I did. Abs off, mate. Me and you, abs off. Seriously, abs off. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> that will make sense to anyone who's read his Twitter. 
Okay, guys, uh, let's wrap things up. That was um, episode four of PlayStation Unchained. It's been a pleasure having you all. Paul, Richard, and Ben, have a very good Friday and a good weekend. And, guys, we will see you again in two weeks' time, maybe before, but for now we'll say two weeks' time. See you later, guys. See you later. Bye. Later.